following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Starting to get the itch for basketball. Oh, yeah. Get back into gym. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Big time. Wow. Big time. Until three weeks into the season? Oh, no, no. I mean, anytime we get to, once the weather starts getting cooled off, I always kind of get a little bit of that feeling in my stomach that I know it's basketball season's mm-hmm. coming. You know, and uh, now, now preseason NBA starting. I'm starting to read some college articles, and you know we're putting together the yeah the schedule for our season. So no, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to go. I fully anticipate, and I've talked with some people at the station. I didn't anticipate your reaction last week when I gave you that schedule about that January fifteenth four gamer. Oh yeah, I'm all in. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I had complete like I had expected you, guys, you, you guys, to see no, that. You guys are gonna buy me lunch. I'm going to get to listen to you struggle through four basketball games in a day and hope your voice doesn't die. I said by the time we hit our fourth game, we will just be so strung out. Oh, yeah. Just like we won't even want. Like there will be probably 10, 15 second lapses where we just don't even talk. Oh, for sure. Because we'll just be worn out. For sure. We'll probably just have to. I don't know what the fourth game of that day is. but It's the Craig boys. We'll have to warn the listeners. Like, listen. Listen. We've done. We've done We've like done three what, games. What, thirty. What are they? Thirty-six minute yep. games. We've done like over a hundred. No, they're forty. Twenty-minute halves. Are they? Are no, they they're 18, 18, 18 minute 18 halves. Minutes. Yeah. So yeah, we've done like over a hundred minutes of basketball here today, folks. Bear with us. If I lose it on the referees because I've seen <laughs> six hundred and twelve blown calls today, I apologize. Foul count is going to be somewhere like around one fifty. Whoever's doing whoever's doing the board back at the uh, at the station, just keep your finger on the dump button. <laughs> Just in case you need to cut me off. For those that are wondering what we're talking about, there is a day in the middle of January where they're doing a Saturday Martin Luther King kind of a jamboree thing with the Big 8 girls and boys basketball. And they're doing the girls' games at Madison College, the boys' games at Beloit College, and Craig and Parker playing back-to-back Saturday morning, and then Craig and Parker playing back-to-back at Beloit College, the boys, on Saturday afternoon. So we have a gap. And I've cleared it. There's no Badger game. There's no football. There's no impedance to this. And as soon as I saw it, I just kind of went, man, we could, but there's no way Dan's going to go for this. There's no way he's going to. And I I come over, and your initial reaction when I talked about the schedule, I said, January 15th. You immediately went, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm in. But nobody has done all four. I don't think all four teams have played no, in, I can't imagine. In, in a day. I can't imagine. And, and even if they have, there's overlap times. You can't mm-hmm. possibly do them. So I'm kind of looking forward to being the only broadcast team that has ever done yeah. all four teams. I can't imagine Al ever even, even if they had the, the opportunity. opportunity. I can't see him doing four games. Two, yes. Yes. Maybe three. Maybe. But I don't think four. That's a lot. That's a lot. Only the only the crazy maybe people we, like us. We, we should see if we get time and a half that day. Maybe you know hazard pay. I should. <laughs> I, I should look into that. No, you're right. Okay, so that's the intentional foul kickoff discussion for today. We'll try and remember. We're a day late. We'll try and remember what what happened with all the football from last weekend since the first game uh, of the new week. What are we on week six? 
Yeah. That's that's tomorrow. God, isn't that crazy already? Yep. We're a third of the way through. We'll talk about uh, the Brewers' uh, exit from last night, some college mm. football with the Badgers. I'm going to go to the game. Lauren and I are going to sit in the press box and wear masks and not cheer. Um, and then uh, we'll talk with some uh, about some NBA. And if there's time, Dan's got a little 75th anniversary team to put together. Otherwise, we'll we'll park that um, until next week or a future episode. So we can run through the Packers. I mean, fairly easy because we're going to start with football. Because you and I were were, were texting. Um, Green Bay should have had this game by way more uh, than they did. I, I'm not down on Crosby. This kind of stuff happens. It's weird. He had one of these games where he missed, I think, like three... A couple years ago, right? A couple years ago, and he's been very, very good since. Well, he had made, like, what, 20, 30 in a row? 36 in a row, something like that. So, I'm not worried about it. It's just one of those things where it happens, and then it keeps happening, and it's just really weird. Great that they got a victory and whatever, but, um, I I mean, I felt bad for the Bengals. Wasn't that kicker like a rookie, I think? And and he kept missing. Yeah, well, as he well. thought he made the one right that it flew over the hit the flag yeah. or whatever it is at the top. So, um, uh, yeah, the things that stood out to me were uh, the defense kind of picking it up after uh, an early not great showing. Um, I love the fact that Devondre Campbell knew the signal that they were going to throw that little pass over the middle, and he was right there picking off Burrow in overtime. I thought, okay, this game's over. Yeah, not so much. Right. Um, and the fact that Devonte Adams basically accounted for all of Aaron Rodgers' passing yards because Cincinnati couldn't cover him. And and you even texted me at the time. is like, proof that de- defensive coordinators don't have any clue what they're doing because they're allowing Devonte Adams to get the ball. Every time. And, I mean, Jimmy Johnson said it at halftime of that game. Like, what are you doing? Like, put you absolutely have to double him and maybe even triple him. At this point, because Rodgers, Rodgers is to the point in his career where, like, when he gets in trouble, he's only looking at Devontae Adams. Whenever he wants to have a big play, he's only looking at Devontae Adams. So He's thrown into coverage more this year than I think I've ever yeah. seen combined yeah. in the last couple of years. The, one, the pick he had in the first quarter, I think, down the sideline, was a, that was a terrible throw. Yes, it was. And he tried to force one into Tanyan. That was not good, too. But I, I just I saw a couple of those. I'm like, what are you seeing? Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure he has supreme confidence that he thinks he can put the ball wherever he wants to. And he, he threaded the needle on a couple of those, and that's great. But... You're not going to be able to do that all the time anymore. He doesn't look like a fun guy to play with right now. Because <laughs> he was stomping around yep. and scowling that whole game. Yep. And, you know, I, I get it. You you got backup linemen in. You got rookies in. Um, I get it. But, like, come on, man. Like, you got to pull these guys with you if you're the, if you're right. the you know, 15-year multiple MVP veteran quarterback. Like, Guys on the line are, are looking at you like like you're the idol. Like they shouldn't be afraid no. of letting you down. They should be enthused. I mean, this isn't a new observation with Rodgers. No, He's always not. been this way. But like you know, it's different when you know you've got Bulaga and Bakhtiari and Lindsay and these guys that have been with you for four or five, six years versus guys that are four, five, six games. Do you think some of that frustration, because we don't know, I mean, you can see when it's targeted towards somebody because he's yelling at them. But do you see some of the other, do you know that some of the other things, I mean, I'm sure it's probably on some of the play calling, I think, because he's glanced at the sidelines and he's yelling back and forth. And it also seems like he's disgusted with himself. 
sometimes about how he's playing. So I don't think it's necessarily all on the other players that they're doing something bad all the time. I think he's probably not happy with himself some of the time as well. Could be. I mean, that's that would be my observation because I don't see some on some of those plays that that go wrong. I don't see anything bad happening other than what he decides to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he makes those decisions. So I don't know how you can pin it on anybody else. But again, I'm not on the sideline. I'm not yeah, on the huddle. Knows. I don't know what's going on. But um, uh, well, it, it was like the worst kicking day in like ten years. In yeah, the NFL. how many extra I mean, points were missed? Like there was eleven. Oh yeah, it was double digits. Yep. So yeah, this game kind of took the cake for that. Yes. But no, it 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 made our national prep service about missed field goals and 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 extra points. Ah. So um, you know that that's bad. Um, and I don't know who they have left on the schedule. Apparently, it's fair. Well, it's it's not I mean, not great. They're they're four and one. They've played, in my opinion, really nobody. I mean, the best teams, the two best teams they've probably played are the Saints and maybe Cincinnati. I mean, I guess. I mean, Cincinnati if, if or or, pick... or Pittsburgh. Eh. Well, that's a toss. You know what right I'm saying? Now, and, yeah. and neither one of them are very good. No. Neither one of them are going to make the playoffs. And I'm not sure the Saints are even going to make the playoffs. But they got the Bears this week. They got Washington next week. Yeah. Then the schedule really gets picked up for the Packers. Yeah, they got Cardinals. That's a, on Thursday. a Thursday night. Yep. So they got that. Then they're at Kansas City. Yes. You got the Seahawks at home, probably without Wilson. I don't know how that's long kind he's of out on for. that's kind of on the borderline okay. of when they say he may be back. Then at the Vikings and home for the Rams. That's a tough that that's that, a tough couple there. Then you get the Bears again, and then you got Baltimore and Cleveland. So like the next the rest of the season, basically with the exception of the two Bear games, the Redskins and the Lions, every team you play is probably a playoff team. Washington? I said other than them. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Redskins, that's right. Yeah, they're always. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, just I, I didn't recognize that for a second. Yeah. Um, I don't call them yeah. WFT. It's still what what. It's not what the fuck. It's what fuck I, the. I still see what the fuck yes. when I see WFT. Um, yeah, the cart that back to back with Washington and then the Thursday. Those Thursday night games are always tough. I mean, it it it'd be different if you played somebody like the Lions or you know a really a really bad team. It wouldn't be so bad, but you got to go to Arizona with basically right. two days of prep. That dude, that Packer Chief game though, in like a month, that might be a that might be like the Oklahoma Texas game, a Big Twelve game where it's like fifty five fifty two. Who's stopping anybody in that game? No, nobody. Well, is the Chiefs defense that bad? Uh, it appears to be. Okay, yeah. Well, then maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, that then they yeah, home with the Rams, man. Yeah, they're, yeah, that five-game stretch looks looks to be fairly challenging. Well, and I think Minnesota, despite their record, they're still very dangerous because they've still got a lot of weapons, mm-hmm. you know, and you still got to go up there and deal with the Minnesota Boy, faithful. That's so. the fact that they managed to eke one out over the Lions this week was just hysterical. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have to spend any more time on the Packers. I'm, I, I'm curious to see about, about the offensive line. There's another – they use their fourth offensive line – in five games, um, that that rookie center wasn't there, so they had another guy in. Uh, they had Elton Jenkins gone again. Uh, both Myers and Jenkins were back practicing today. I don't know whether that 
is going to make any difference whether they're going to play against the Bears. Bakhtiari is now in his three-week window where he or after this game he'll be in a three-week window when he can start practicing. And then you have three weeks to activate him off injured reserve the moment he hits the field. Um, so I this will be really interesting the next couple of weeks on on how healthy they can get and hopefully not more dinged up than they already are. So go ahead and talk about the Bears. I watched I watched a little bit of this. Fool's gold. Okay. They beat the Raiders. Raiders had some stuff going on this week. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little, little bit behind um, the scenes things. Look, the the Bears looked. Uh, they looked okay. Um, it was a. It was. I've been saying it for years. It's they played the kind of game that the Bears need to play if they want to be a successful team. Just an ugly smash mouth old school football game, and that's really what it was. Um, you know, the defense looked pretty good. Saw Mack running around making plays. He had a couple sacks. He was very disruptive. Roquan Smith is an absolute tackling machine. Um, they got Danny Trevathan finally back off IR. He played his first game. The secondary is still very suspect to me outside of Jalen Johnson. Um, you know, Eddie Jackson has his moments, but he also makes a lot of mistakes. But, um, you know, all in all, I, I think it's a good defense. It's not a great defense. Um, it's a good defense. It's that middle tier maybe, you know. Um, I thought Fields looked 5% better and more comfortable. <laughs> um, again, they didn't really ask him to do a ton, but I have to give him a lot of credit. When they have asked him to make plays, he's made them. You know, they had a really crucial play late in the game. I think it was 17-9, to and um, they had like a third and 12, and he dropped one in the middle of like three dudes right across the field to Mooney and got a first down. It's like, you know, it's nothing that's going to – people are – you shouldn't go nuts about, but it's like that's a throw you have to make. And then you drive down, you kick another field goal, you go up 11, the game's over. If you don't make that third down, you got to punt. Now they can tie the game. So, you know, being able to see those throws be completed is encouraging. Um, Mooney and Robinson seem to getting be getting a little more comfortable with Robinson him. Robinson has been having qu- kind of a quiet season. Yeah. Mo- Mooney's been probably the better of the two so far. Well, he's more explosive, you know, so he's got an opportunity to catch it and run for 20, 25 yards where Robinson's more your possession guy. But, you know... I think Fields only threw the ball 20 times. Um, the Bears actually, uh, for the first time all year, their line played really well. Uh, they ran the ball really effectively without Montgomery, which is encouraging. Unfortunately, late in that game, Jermaine Effetti goes down, and it's reported he's on IR now. Um, and they've already got a couple other guys. They're, they're two rookies that they drafted in the second and fourth round have been on IR the whole year. Um, so they're thin up front, and that – that doesn't make it any easier on fields, but I, I thought they were okay. Nice road win, probably all things considered, and considering what was going on with the Raiders, uh, oh, a game you should win. Um, I think going into this week, the only way the Bears have a chance of staying within double digits of the Packers is if they force a couple of turnovers and they can get to Rodgers. That's it, because they have to win this game 23 to 20 at the most cuz i you know for the bears to score three touchdowns offensively i think right now is a tough ask you got a rookie quarterback 
and you, you're missing your top playmaker in Montgomery. Um, well, Packers could be a little thin in the secondary because they're they're going to be down uh, both their starting corners, it sounds like. I don't know what King, Kevin King's deal is with his shoulder. Alexander's on IR. They signed a, a street guy uh, earlier. I don't know if it was somebody off the practice squad from somebody else. but Well, you um, know, if you, you, if you get one of those Khalil Mack games where he's he's just that day you can't block him, with the combination of the Packer O-line being a little thin right now in some spots, maybe a little banged up, um, and, you know, you get a strip sack, you get a, an Aaron Jones fumble, something like that, a tip interception, that's probably the only way they're going to win on the road or win at home because it seems like whenever the Bears do win, they win at Lambeau. Right. Packers just kind of own them at Soldier Field for whatever reason. So, All right. Um, rest of the week, five results will blow through these. The, the Russell Wilson injury happened last week against the Rams. Boy, and that was nasty. Finger, I didn't, I didn't see it was, a, it was on a follow through yeah, on, on he, some I contact. Think he hit, I think he hit helmet? a helmet or a shoulder pad and yeah, just tore all the tendons in his finger and it was just kind of hanging there. Oh my God. Yeah. That's horrific. Um, game on paper sounded horrible. Um, Jets well, it was lose. a London game. I didn't even know it oh, was that's on. Right. I woke up. That's right. And I turned the TV on, and Jane's like, is this taped? Like, no, this is live. She's like, where? Who's playing at 8 o'clock in the morning? I said, it's in London. Yeah. That's stupid. I said, well, it's these two teams. Nobody cares. Well. But somehow they managed to fill the stadium to watch the Falcons and the Jets. Yeah. Well, I forgot it was on completely because no one has anybody on either of those teams on their fantasy why teams, really. You? So no. why would you care? No. Um, so the Falcons got to win there. Um, the, the Lions got up by what, 37 seconds, 39 yeah. seconds on a two-point conversion, and the Vikings still managed to kick a field goal and win as time expired. Well, I mean, I think it's their third game they've lost on a game-ending field goal this year. And, I mean, the, Dan Campbell, their coach, was like in tears after the yeah. game, and I, I, I get it. I mean, you lose on a 66-yard field goal the week, week before. before. To Baltimore, which would have been a really, really good win for Detroit to beat absolutely a, a team that's probably going to make the make the playoffs and very likely might win their division. And then against your division rival on the road, you you do everything right. You come back, you take the lead late, you do the right thing, you go for two, you get the two, and then you give up a what like a fifty five fifty four yarder at the horn. That's a stump. That's oh, a that's a gut punch loss, man, right there for sure. Because you know that obviously he wants to get his first win, but man, like they're 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 not a good team, but they're the good bad team that kind of hangs around, right? Even in the Packer game, what they were up at half, right? Yes. So I mean, they're it's not like they're getting their doors blown off no. week in and week out. No, they're not. So. I mean, I felt bad for him. Uh, Pittsburgh with the this this one yeah. kind of surprised me. Well, Winning, I mean the Broncos. Yeah. Granted, they were what three and zero or two and zero or they got off to a decent start. They but didn't play no, nobody, you know, kinda, right? Um, boy, Buccaneers over the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are in rough shape. They are, um, and Tua ain't the answer. I mean, it ain't like when he comes back. Things are going like, to change. No, they're not. All of a sudden, I don't know that he's any better than Jacoby Brissett. Anyway, flip the script. Um, Saints beat Washington. I, I didn't w- no, watch any didn't or see, see any of, of this game. Um, Eagles over the over the Panthers. This one was a little surprising because Carolina's got a good defense. They had and they were winning most of that game. 
And uh, Philly came back late. Jalen Hurts had a couple of rushing touchdowns, and they pulled it out. That's a that's a big win for the Eagles. Did I see that? Um, what's his diddle for the Titans? Had a monster game on on, on the ground. Yeah, I think he Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, I think he had a buck fifty or so yeah, and a couple he have touchdowns. Like three yeah. or four or touchdowns or something like that. Yeah. So Jacksonville, I mean, and then the Urban Meyer thing. They, they they got stuff again going on behind the scenes. That that team is going to need so much to get righted, and it doesn't seem like they can do anything to help their cause. Like they can't get out of their own way for whatever reason. Well, and they're not good. That's what I mean. I mean, well, they don't have good players. It's going to you take, know what I mean. It's it's how 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 long can you go getting a top three or top five pick before you finally say this just. What we're doing is not working because we should be on the law of averages getting progressively better. Well, they were and good. Not. What, what were they were in the AFC title game three years ago? Is that how how recent it was? Yeah, three four years ago. Man. You know, I mean, other than Blake Bortles, they had a pretty good young up and coming team, but you know, they lose guy. They lose a Jalen Ramsey. And you know, I mean, he's well, the best D back in the in the league. Who wants he, to play in Jacksonville? Well, but that's what happens, you know. And those guys don't want to be there. And now you got to start from scratch with with Trevor Lawrence. And I'm sure <laughs> for a kid that never lost a football game in his life, literally, to go into a situation like that and just get your brains beat, and he's got to be going, "What is going on?" And Urban's not exactly used. Oh, to Oh no, it he's either. not used to it either. And I think of the two of them. Um, I would bet on Trevor Lawrence handling it better. Well, clearly. Urban I mean, Urban Meyer, go, he's a baby. He can just go to the bar and... Well, he can just run away and quit. True. If he wants to. Yes. Um, Patriots, this was a little surprising. I thought that I this, one this would have been a little bit uh, more of a lopsided win for, for New England because I, I thought <sighs> Houston was really bad. I, I started the Patriots defense this week because they're playing the shitty-ass Texans. Of course. So I look at my phone at one point, and it's like, I don't know, it was late third quarter, and Houston was up 22 to 9. And I'm like, what? First of all, how do they have 22? Second of all, how do the Patriots only have 9? Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think the Mac Jones, you know, he's, Shine. he's he's fine. Yes. But he's not any not better fine. than any of these other guys. <laughs> so. Um, shootout with the Chargers and the Browns. This looked like a fun game. I watched most of the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of this because the Bears game got over and this one went long. Um, yeah, it was really, really fun to watch. A lot of, a lot of really high level offensive players in this game. Clearly. And, uh, but man, again, like, you know, Cleveland's up late and the Chargers score to cut it to 42 41 and they miss an extra point. With like three, four minutes left in the game, and it's like, oh my god! Like this is what you asked me a couple weeks ago if I liked it, and it's like, no, it adds drama. It adds, great, yeah. So does your wife cheating on you? Like, who cares about drama? Like, it's seven points. Touchdowns are worth seven. But then they come back you sound and like Kornheiser, just get rid of the kickers. Yeah, well, and then the Browns got to the point where uh, the Chargers were trying to not score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland, they ran a play, and Cleveland's defense like picked Eckler up and threw him in the end zone. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before. It was hilarious. Just dragging him. They were. It was behind. like six dudes, and they just grabbed him, bear hugged him, and dragged him into the end zone. <laughs> like that's. I've never seen a defense do that before. That's awesome. Dallas beats the pants off the Giants. 
Dude, Danny Dimes, man. I saw that hit he took, and he got up, and he had the wobbly leg, and he had that 1,000-yard stare. To the bat cave. And he started walking sideways, and one of the cowboy dudes looked over at oh, the I know Giants, he, he, and he's he pointing right at to him, him, and he's, like, he's, like, he's holding him up. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he, like, this dude is messed up. Yeah. Um, and that team, I mean, Saquon Barkley rolls his ankle, yep. stepping on oh his my own guy's foot, did you running send me a the route. Picture yeah. Did Michael send I me did. the Oh, my God. And freaking two minutes later, he's got a softball on his ankle. Kenny Galladay gets hurt. Danny Dimes gets hurt. I mean, at some point, you have no shot. Can you just combine the Giants and the Jets at this point, and do you even think you get a decent team out of both of those rosters. They might compete in the uh, NFC. Well, no, because they couldn't compete with the They might be able to compete in the AFC South. <laughs> maybe. Maybe with the Titans. Uh-huh. But that's it. That's it. That's the only division they'd have a shot. Man. Um, Arizona always has problems with San Francisco. And I, I didn't the 49ers go with Trey Lance mm-hmm. in this game? Mm-hmm. And the results were not spectacular. I didn't see much. I think something... Kyler Murray again hurt his shoulder, um, so we'll we'll have to see what what that does going forward. But yeah, this I didn't see much of this one. Seemed like a smash mouth. Buffalo clobbers Kansas City, and everybody was talking after this week. Chiefs are Chiefs need to kind of reevaluate. Looking like they're in a little bit of trouble right now. That game was a nightmare to try to watch. They had that long ass lightning delay. Oh, at halftime, see, it was like over an hour. It was terrible, but yeah, Buffalo. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about my I Buffalo say, Rams Super Bowl. I would say. Um, I think Buffalo is legit. I think Kansas City's in trouble. They've kind of got you know. I mean, the Super Bowl loser usually doesn't go back the following right. year. Um, I still think this team's at the end of the day got you know they got a lot of talent, but like they can't run the ball, and Edwards Hilaire is just not. He's just not, uh, not a dude. guy you can give it to, 15, 20. He's so small, mm-hmm. and he's hurt again. Now they're under their their, their backups. Um, other than Tyreek Hill, those wide receivers are kind of nondescript. They're just kind of guys. I mean, Hill and Kelsey are just ridiculous, so it's hard to complain if you're Pat Mahomes about your weapons and you got those two guys, mm-hmm. but they kind of feel like they're missing a piece. I don't know. Okay. But, but their defense is killing them. I mean, they're giving up 30 points, 38 points at to home. Buffalo, right? That's tough. Uh, I didn't watch any of the Monday night game. It didn't nope. go to overtime. I saw that uh, Lamar Jackson did throw a career high in a uh, number of yards, and he also threw four touchdowns, including the game winner. Yeah, and they came back. They were down most of that game. But, yeah, I didn't see too much. All right, so ahead to week six starts on Thursday with the Buccaneers and the Eagles. Not terrible for a Thursday game. Still think Tampa Bay rolls? I don't. Really? Dude, they're banged up. They're not playing that well. I mean, Miami was hanging around with them for a while. Tampa Bay kind of turned it on late. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what we pick here. We're not holding ourselves to anything. But I wouldn't be shocked if on a short week, Philadelphia at home. Okay. You know, with his bank. I mean, Tampa Bay's got no secondary. Like, everybody in their Richard Sherman is their top guy. They just signed him off the street right. a week ago. Yes. And he hasn't been any good in five years. So that's when everybody was like, oh, they got Richard. I was like, BFD. Did they get 2014 Richard Sherman or did they get 2021 Richard Sherman? That's what I wanted to say about a lot of the the, the Packers fans that were really excited about signing Jalen Smith, you know, from the Cowboys. Like, well, he was a pro bowler two years ago. I went, the Cowboys caught him. 
They have the 31st ranked pass defense in football. They cut a cover linebacker. That's why I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll be able to use him, but let's sure. let's pump the brakes. Sure, he's not changing your season. No. He's a body. No. Um, the Florida Bowl. Oh, my God. The, you want to talk about maybe the most unwatchable, other than the two times Jacksonville and Houston play? This is just pitiful. We need to keep track of all the, like, what the worst matchup heading into the week we think oh. is. Because this is right now, I mean, I haven't looked at the rest of the list, but right now I don't see anything topping Miami this as, as being at worse. Jacksonville. Yeah. Oof. I mean, honestly. What would you it, rather be doing instead of watching that game if you were given the choice? Anything? I'd rather have all my teeth pulled than have to watch that. I'd rather have you drop acid in my eyeballs than have to watch that game. But in all honesty, if I'm Jacksonville, I am throwing the kitchen sink out on this one. Oh, for sure. This one you got to have. Totally. If, at if home. Any, at home against, against these, a yes. team that's playing like shit and they're reeling and they got a backup quarterback. Oh. Urban Meyer has to throw every trick in the book out this week. Packers and Bears, we already talked about. Do you know what the line is for that yet? I have not no. looked. Okay. No. Um, Detroit at home against Cincinnati. This seems like another potentially winnable game that probably will not go well, the Lions' way. I mean, Joe, I, I guess I didn't realize that during the Packer game that Joe Burrow got a MacGruber throat rip. Yeah, like he's, what the hell? He's been uh, no. I, the I first didn't even, I heard I didn't of even it. realize it until like two days ago. They said yes, and he's been ordered on. God, what was the thing I saw on Twitter? He's not uh, supposed to voice, talk. Voice rest. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I are, would assume he's fine to play. Are you going to be better doing audibles in an indoor stadium? <laughs> I, I mean, know. like you're going to have to resort to hand signals and stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, Colts hosting the Texans. I, I think that should probably be a win for Indianapolis. I would think. I would think, and they um, need it. Rams at the Giants. That seems like it could be a that could be a disaster a stomper. Yeah, right there. Uh, Chiefs going to get try to get right against the uh, the 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 Washington football well, team. I mean, I, a couple of weeks ago or early in the season, I would have said this would be a tough game for the Chiefs because of Washington's D. But Washington D's terrible. So uh, this this is one of those games that I'm not sure Washington can keep up. Okay. You know, this mm-hmm. is probably a 30, 35-point score for, for KC. I don't know that Washington can get there. Trying to look at the Packers and odds and whatever. and then I, All these websites just don't straight up give you the – I'm going to have to ask Siri. She'll be able to tell me. Uh, Minnesota at Carolina. Eh. I, I feel well, like this it's one an imp- could go either it's way. It's an important game. I, I don't know how entertaining it'll be. Right. But, I mean, the Vikings are really need to get this win to kind of – Keep pace with Stay the Packers with, yes. and and Carolina. I mean, I don't know, man. I they're frisky. I'm not sure if they're good, but they're not bad. Okay, Chargers and the Ravens should be a decent game. Should I would be a think good in one. Baltimore, one of the two better games of the day. Um, Cardinals at the Browns. That should be okay. Yep, that I would be think. another good one. I think those are both afternoon games too. So uh, Vegas has an interim coach, um, and now I saw today that uh, Mayock is now the GM of the of the Raiders, which he has been, he has now gotten 51% say in personnel decisions. Mm. He had 49 and Gruden had 51. Ah. So if it came down to it, Gruden overruled him. Sure, sure. Um, but now 
Mayock is apparently in charge, and um, I don't know who the who the interim guy is, but this is going to be a mess. What a what a weird, crazy concept that the general manager is making would have decisions? right of first refusal on personnel. Wouldn't have thought that <laughs> how that structure crazy. works, that hierarchy. Um, Dallas and the Patriots at Foxborough. I mean, it kind of looks sexy on paper, but I don't think that's going to be a very good game. I think Dallas will stomp them. That's what I was kind of thinking. Sunday night, the uh, Russell Wilson-less Seahawks and the Steelers. Boy, I'm not sure NBC is probably thrilled about this game. Well, I heard they had the opportunity to flex it, and they chose not to. Really? And and the reason might be that this is probably Big Ben's last Sunday night game. So they're just going to make it about that. Yeah. Okay. And then Monday night, the uh, Bills at the Titans. Not a bad I game. I think it should be all I right. Mean, two division leaders. Pro- probably two playoff teams. Yep. Um, I'm not sure Tennessee's defense is up for the challenge, but okay. we'll see. I'm not sure Buffalo's defense is up for trying to hold Derrick Henry under a buck fifty either. <laughs> okay. Uh, By weeks go to the Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, and the 49ers. I don't know you could have picked four teams I cared less about. Yeah, that's <laughs> you don't care about any of those. That, teams. That's a lot to not miss during the during the week. Um, the whole Gruden thing. I mean, I don't even know how this started. Like, where did this stuff come from? Well, who who it, got the lead? Who got the tip? It's from the who the, followed up the NFL's investigation into the toxic work environment of the Redskins. That's what it is. Okay. And then a, they, as as all of these emails have been gone say, through. Hey, you might want to look at, at this guy over here. They found stuff. Now, what I, I, I read a few of the things. I didn't read all of the things. Most of them are pretty bad. Some of them I don't think are that bad, but it, I get it. Um, have you what sent- I find interesting, though, is that, like, who was out to get Gruden? Because somebody was out to get Gruden. Oh, clearly. Somebody in the NFL offices wanted to bury his ass because the only way the New York Times gets the emails if, is if somebody gives them to him. If, if they give him a tip. So yeah. somebody in the NFL, and, you know, Goodell was one of the people that he was taking shots at. So, you know, you, you bark up that tree, sometimes that tree falls on you, and that appears to be what happened with Gruden. But, you know... As far as the Raiders firing him, that's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want. I think it was um, to appease the mob because we. I mean, I've this is this is as quick as you can be canceled. What has happened to Gruden here? Um, I'm not saying I feel bad for the guy because a lot of the things that he said, you you just can't say anymore. Um, but you know, most of the things that sound. I'm a little confused on the timeline because, like, the original emails that came out, I believe, were from, like, 2010, 2011, when he wasn't even a coach. He right. was working no, for he's, ESPN. He was, he was doing Monday Night Football. So while they're maybe offensive to people, I don't know that that should affect his job now. But then I also heard that there was some stuff from the last two or three years as well, and I'm not sure – what's what and what was said in what year. So I'm not even going to – I at the end of the day, I'm not even really commenting on what he said because that's up for your own interpretation to each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting how quickly this really all went down well, for him. If we've learned anything in the past few years, it's that if you have things on you, people will find it 
and it will come to light. And there is no there is no statute of limitations on stuff like this. And I, so I and, mean I mean even if you issue an apology for whatever and you say this was at a bad time in my life or, and he didn't say those things I realize but I'm just saying if you do that and you say I said this in the heat of the moment when I was in a different place in a different situation that's not who I am that's not my character none of that shit matters anymore. No, it just matters that. You are a person, and you said those things, and they're terrible, and they are unforgivable. Therefore, we are holding it against you anyway. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, not to go on my soapbox here, but, you know, it's a little endemic of what's going on in the larger society. And, you know, it's funny. um, If I rob a bank and go to jail, what are they putting me in jail to do? Rehabilitate, do your time to rehabilitate me to learn your lesson to to make me a productive member of society. But when somebody says something or has these opinions that Gruden had, we just want to bury him. Like why? Why was instead of firing him and burning the house down and throwing him under the burning house? Why is nobody trying to fix him? Why are we not trying to rehab? the guy with the bad thoughts as much as we try to rehab, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just weird. And and whether it's Gruden or whether it's an actor or whether it's a politician that gets caught up in something that they said a decade ago, it's just, it's a weird place that we're in in society that that's everybody's first inclination is to just shove this guy away. So we don't have to look, I don't want to look at him. I don't want to think about it anymore. Well, And even when he took the, Buccaneers to a, a championship. They don't want anything to do with him either. Which, which is the which, dumbest which, thing which I've I ever seen. Thing that's kind of odd. They took him out of the ring of honor. And like somebody said today, does Antonio Brown not play for that team? He's got like a rape charge and sexual assault. Does Richard Sherman not play for them? Because he's currently got a domestic violence charge. Got, Very. Warren Sapp, no. all the things that like. Are, lines. We, are, are, we, are you serious there here? There are no lines drawn that's why, anywhere. That's my whole point yes. with the burying of these guys. I totally guys, get it. Yeah, where I, it's like, I agree. Okay, I, I get you're mad. If you want him fired, fire him. But everybody just take a step back and calm down for a minute and let's kind of reassess. Get the whole story here. Well, That's and, all I'm saying. And, 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 I, I'm not defending Gruden in any way about anything that he said. Well, and I also but, agree that you should, I mean, where, where Tampa's concerned, you should really look to see what your you're hollering history, about to... Look around that ring of honor. Right, to see what's going on and what's happening before you all of a sudden play the righteous card and say, well, well we can't have anything well, to do with this guy. Well, wait a minute. And it all boils down to appeasing the mob because I'm sure that there were people in their community down there that probably were pissed off that he was still up on the ring, and they figure it's easier for us to just take him down and get rid of him than it is to fight these people that are pissed off. But they won't answer any of the questions about any of the stuff that you brought up because that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right now, it's only the loud noise that's happening with the Gruden thing. Yep. All right, so that's uh, that's a good 35, 40 minutes of NFL talk. Um Colin, I'm, I'm the, the, before we go. Yep. The guy I'm the most worried about is Frank Caliendo. What the hell does that guy do now? <laughs> he's got to. He find, better polish up on that Barkley impersonation. Got to find somebody else, right? You get better, better get that going well, with and, the NBA and, started. And did you see today that now 
Adam Schefter, Schefter is being dragged in oh, yeah. for an email because that he sent 10 years ago. That was the wash that came out of the Washington thing where he basically called Bruce Allen Mr. Editor and gave his column for stuff that he wrote to say, can you look over this and make sure it's on the up and up? I want to submit it by whatever time. Thank you for your trust and confidence or whatever, something like that. And now it's, well, if he's done this to this guy, how many other things can we not believe that he's written? So he's kind of, I mean, as a journalist, you know, I was trying to play devil's advocate with this for with, with Michael today in a conversation, and I started to type out a long response, and then I read it, and I'm like, I, I can't. I mean, I mean, you can't. It's different if you say, hey, I'm going to include this, this, and this in a column. Is this correct? That and that's what I thought it was. See, and but, that's that's what I thought it was on the surface too. But, but apparently, he it was gave not. them the entire thing yeah. to edit. Sure, you can't do that. Right. If you want to confirm some things, totally get it. And if you're calling somebody, thanks, Mister Editor, in in air quotes. Okay, I can I can kind of get that. You know, like when I'd say to somebody it's at the pro, it's the station, thanks, Mister Program Director. I don't think you anything's going to happen to Schefter, but it I is guess, interesting that well, he kind of got dragged into that i would say well a lot of things are coming i just can't believe gruden sent six thousand emails in 10 years yeah well first of all who the hell emails their friends no you, <laughs> you, you text them or you call them i'm not emailing unless i have to send an attachment of something yeah yeah unless it's a like a something business related i don't think i've sent six thousand emails in my life i guarantee i haven't <laughs> i hate e- the only thing i email is this podcast that's and a couple of things like for if somebody you needs got something a fantasy at work. football or something like that, you well, get alerts. Work, I'll things. do something, yeah. but for my personal stuff, no, no. All right, um, don't read my texts. Right, don't don't draw those up. <laughs> College football, Badgers beat Illinois. I I was really I zero seconds of this game. I, I watched most of it. Um, the shots of Bielema were funny just because he is a very large human being, as Coach O likes to say. Um, I didn't realize Illinois was this bad. Well, I mean, how did they beat Nebraska at the beginning of the know. season? That's why I, th- I told you what was going to happen, and I was laughing, reading Twitter after the after the game. Man. Everybody ripping on Bielema and saying how bad Illinois is. It's like, yeah, that's why they just hired a new coach. Yeah. They suck. But they're but they're really bad. Yeah, I mean they're apparently. I mean you get. I mean Badgers defense is good. I mean they they were going to shut out Eastern Michigan when they scored on a pick six, but Illinois couldn't do anything offensively. Badgers defense is good. The offense was again they did what kind of they had to to win, and I feel like that's all we're going to get out of that offense for the rest of the year. The offensive line played better. Illinois defense was was actually okay coming in. I think the over under was forty nine, and I immediately said take the under. I yeah. I would have won on that. Um, but kind of the bigger story happened over the weekend right after the game when um, Chris and the, and the athletic department announced on Sunday that Jalen Berger was dismissed from the team. And you and I were kind of texting about that because that's the third running back gone from this program in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them were involved in a fight. One left, entered the transfer portal. One was kicked off. Berger was basically told... Yeah, you're not on the team anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, and Chris kind of gave a no comment when he asked, does. and I get it, it's a college kid, but I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything yet. So, from the people that I have heard from, mm-hmm. Berger kind of lost it mentally when Malusi came in as a transfer and took his job. And from the anonymous players that did not want to be quoted because they're teammates, um... He started skipping workouts and he started skipping meetings. So basically, he from he, losing he his job out. mentally he checked, checked out. out. 
Sure. So, and who's ba- the quarterback that did that? Who is that? Hornibrook. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yes. When they started screwing with him a little bit. Yes. And then he's like, "I'm out of here. I'm going to Florida State." Right. Right. So, um, I mean, a lot of people thought he was gonna, and I'm sure he thought. I had a great freshman kick-ass mm-hmm. year. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to be the dude. And I gave up my redshirt year for right. you when you asked me to. Right, because I you needed you. me. I did you a solid. Right, and now we've got this dude from Clemson who I'm sure everybody's going, oh, yeah, this oh, yeah. is going to be Clemson, great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. We'll make him the starter. Yeah. He's, he's a junior. This guy's only a sophomore. He can learn a lot from this guy. He backed up Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah, this will be good. Burger can sit for another year. Well, now you see what that's going to do. Um, and now you've got Garendo backing him up. Apparently, Julius Davis, this dude from Menominee Falls, uh, this Brady Shipper. I don't know how he's getting carries over. Yeah, I saw that over Davis and Jackson Aker from Verona. Um, Chris did the whole. You know, we like the guys in the running back room, and they're giving. Chris us good- is in love with white running backs. Just face it. What was the guy a couple years ago that you hated that always got I didn't the hate carries? him. I didn't hate him. What I didn't, was his name though? I didn't. Uh, he was Groshek. from Amherst. Garrett Groshek. Garrett Groshek. I didn't hate him. Don't put words in my mouth, but I couldn't fathom how he was getting as much work as he was getting in in that offense. I, you just you were just I was losing me just my mind. Why has he got the ball? I don't know. And now the shipper guy apparently is another one of these dudes. And apparently he's a, he's a, he's a tryhard guy. He's a tryhard guy, and and Chris seems to like those guys. I bet he loves a lot of these walk-ons that just kill themselves. Paul Chris should really be coaching at D three, because that I mean, not but those are your try those are your tryhard guys. guys. Those are the guys. Everybody's that on the same level. Nobody's getting paid to play. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's that's funny. Um, so apparently Julius Davis's dad popped off on Twitter uh, after the game when uh, when this guy's gone and his kid's not getting any playing time, and then he later said that oh he was talking about his fantasy team. Which I was, you put those two things together and reading the tweet and what he is like. No, you're not. Hmm. You're 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 thinking you're thinking your kid should be getting the bulk of the carries or at least now seeing a more some more time now that this guy's gone over Garendo and probably over Shipper. And I'm I don't know anything about Davis. I know he's very highly recruited and highly sought after, and he chose Wisconsin, and now he's getting absolutely dick in this backfield, but. Well, know. I'm sure it's difficult for a high recruit like that to be losing time to a walk-on. Right. Well, and Berger. Who, you're, who, who I guarantee you he's looking at going, I'm so much better than this guy. I remember all the offers that Berger had, and I was shocked when he picked Wisconsin, and I was stoked. Four-star guy coming here. This is going to be fantastic. First year, it's like, oh, we're getting a little taste. Maybe we got another another mm-hmm. one of these good running backs. And then he just mentally can't handle a dude taking his spot, walking in here and maybe being better, having a little bit more to offer the coaching staff. Got to be, got to be physically and mentally strong in college because you never, nothing is really handed to you. No, got, you know, you you lost your spot, go get it back. So everything's year to year. It is, and just because you're not doing this year doesn't mean you're not going to do next year if you bust your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff can change. You can't just lose it. So who knows where he's going to play? Um, I don't know. Badgers got Army. First triple option team they've seen in, what did I read, like 30 years or something like that. They've thrown a grand total of 33 passes. And you said you think they're going to be the okay? The line has gone from 10.5 now up to like 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but, again, take the under. I mean, if you're thinking I don't know. I don't know anything about the Black Knights defense. 
Um, Badgers haven't really fared well against these spread offenses, except for Eastern Michigan, but they're bad. Northwestern always seems to mess with them. I, you know, the Badger secondary is bad, so maybe Army throws a little bit more. I mean, the run defense is really good. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be it, it, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Lauren and I will be up there um, at at the at, at the press box as Coach O said, um, sampling the uh, the medium meal and the bratwurst that have been at Camp Randall since World War II. <laughs> We're going to do that. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. We didn't do the podcast last night because we were watching the Brewers, and we kind of wanted to talk about the game today if they were going to play tomorrow, which they're not because they're done. They're done. A fitting end to the season with a runner on first and Christian Yelich watching strike three go right down the middle and turn on his heels and walk across the plate. And I was surprised the reaction from the dugout was as little as it was. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. Yeah. I guess we should go back to the clubhouse. Uh, r- really disappointing end of the season. Very. The last you called it. three weeks of the year yes. were not good. No. They were not good. They no. can. I don't care how you want Anybody wants to spin it, the Brewers, Council, whatever. They sucked the last three weeks of the season. I mean, I think they were... Like five and eleven, five and that twelve right, down yes. the stretch, yep. and then you lose three out of four in the playoffs. Um, you had no momentum going. In. No, you weren't playing well. You had a different lineup every day mm-hmm. for guys that wanted to rest or do whatever. Yeah, we'll were... get into the whole rest thing with the Brewers here in a minute. But right. um, yeah, it just you know, I I I had a feeling going into this series that they weren't going to win. Um. I just, I never, I never trusted this offense all year. We talked about it last week. Um, we've talked about it all. We've season. talked about it all year. There's no question. It, it just a lot of holes in the lineup. A lot of holes in individual guys' bats. Apparently, 48 strikeouts in a four-game series. That's inexcusable. Um, hitting like a buck ninety. They had five extra base hits, and two of them were Rowdy Tellez homers. <laughs> so. That, that tells you what the rest of the lineup was doing. Um, it was just bad, bad, bad all the way around. Your leadoff batter, I think, had one one or two hits in the entire series. I mean, I'm glad I got to go to game one, the game that they did one. win. It was a fun game. You know, it was fun to see Telez hit that homer late in the in the game. Last night's homer from him was a bomb. It was. To center field. It was. Um, you know, but even in that game was kind of the first telltale of some questions. Um Council taking Burns out when he did after throwing only 90 pitches. Didn't burn him. So, you know, it's hard to question it when it doesn't burn him. But it was a little head-scratching at the time. Um, game two, Max Fried absolutely dominates them. Uh, Braves win 3 to nothing. Woodruff, you know, as kind of his year went, he got the, absolutely no support. The no Woodruff support storyline has been big. I yeah. mean, it's and, and it's been old and tired, but... Well, Still stays true. And it's just one of those weird things that happens once in a while. For whatever reason, on those days, they just didn't hit. And the next day, they get runs for Eric Lauer. It's just weird how that works. Um, you know, game three on uh, Tuesday afternoon, that was where it kind of went off the rails for me. Um, and, and it's been much debated here the last couple days, but... It's a 0-0 game in the fourth inning, second and third. 
Um, I believe one out, and they council decides to pinch hit for Freddie Peralta. Peralta has thrown uh, three scoreless innings, fifty pitches. Um, you put in so not only do you decide to pinch hit for him, you then put in Daniel Vogelbach as your pinch hitter. Which, in all, if the if the lack of offense was the issue, that's not which is what, which is what they were saying was why they pulled Peralta in. Why in the world would you not put in somebody like Jace Peterson, who's a contact hitter, who when all you're really trying to do at this point is put the ball in play, get it to get it to the outfield and, and drive in all run, or hit it to the you know hit it on the ground deep in the hole, whatever. Right. You're just trying to make yep. solid contact. But they go with Vogelbach because I I gotta imagine they're hoping for, for the three run homer. Yes. He he hits a you know he doesn't get a hit. They end up not scoring that inning. They bring in uh, Hauser, and Basically Hauser's had boy. a good year. But in game one, he had given up a home run to Jack Wait. Peterson. And what happens again? John he gives Peterson. up the three run bomb to Peterson. Game is over. Then we get to last night. Um. The Corbin Burns thing. I read a headline, and I did not click on the story because I had talked about it in my commentary this morning, and you and I had texted about it during and after the game. Burns said he was ready that when he talked to Stearns and Council and somebody else in his pitching coach or something, the decision was made not to go with him. So apparently Burns no, said... That's, no, that's not true. It's Corbin Burns. I can show you the headline. Well, I I can show I you the Corbin Burns' interview live on Valley Sports before the game. <laughs> Whatever maybe, you saw was wrong. Maybe he didn't want to throw he, his managers he, under the bus. He said to them after game one, if you need me in game four, I'll give it a shot. Okay, so then maybe that's what, yesterday, maybe that's what Kelby was talking yesterday about. Yesterday he said, I'm not physically able to go. Why? What? Whatever that means. Now, if I were the Brewers, I would not have allowed my player to say that. Right. I would have taken the bullet for him and said, we're not going to. He wants to. We're not going to let him. Instead of, yeah, we'd kind of like him to, and him saying, I don't want to. Because for a player to say that, and I, I am not casting any blame on Corbin Burns as to why they lost the series. And him not pitching yesterday is not why they lost that game. But it told me a lot about Corbin Burns. Now when I look back at that no-hitter a couple weeks ago where he was very much okay with getting yanked in the eighth inning, that's weird to me. That's just weird. I find that to be strange. That you'd be willing to come out and not finish that game and not put up a stink about it. And then in an elimination game... You're not willing to go out there at less than 100% rest, but yet Woodruff was fine with doing it out of the bullpen. I mentioned this morning. Now, granted, there's some different, you know, it was a bullpen day for Woodruff. It wasn't for Burns, yada, yada, yada. Fine, okay. But one guy was willing to put his balls on the table and the other guy wasn't. And I think... That that says a lot to me, but 
I mean, I'll, I'll let you. I've talked for enough here. I'll oh, let no. you go off on a, on wherever you want to no, go. You, you and I kind of hit on the same things. It's that, I, I mean, I can remember the playoff run when Sabathia pitched on what? Two days rest? And, one day's and, rest? And people would say that, look what happened in the playoffs. He got, he got lit up. Okay. But he still, in my opinion, gives you a better chance than anybody else than you have. I'd take... 80% Sabathia, 75% Sabathia over anybody else that they would have thrown out there at 100%. And I probably would have taken Corbin Burns with whatever he could have gave me and just see what we have on the chance that he's your best option. And Charlie Morton, did he pitched on short rest, right. and he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. Walker Bueller pitched on short rest last night, and he was fantastic. You, you've got just the difference, I think, in old school versus new school guys. And Corbin Burns is still a young dude mm-hmm. rather than some of these veterans that would have been playing, you know, 15 years ago or maybe now are, you know, at the back end of their careers and can get a little bit more, log a little bit more innings because their arms are a little bit more trained for that or something like that. But And also you just kind of get the sense, and I said it this morning again, you just get the sense that, Everybody's so protected on this team. Mm-hmm. They're they're well. The Brewers very much baby their guys. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But okay, so we've heard all year, and we've asked questions by the Brewers media about why you're not going to go with this guy, and why does this guy get rest, and why does this person need a couple extra days? Because we want to save them because it's a long season. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure they're ready for when we need them. Mm-hmm. We needed everybody. Yeah. In this series. It's an elimination game. Put all the things on the table that you can to try and get it back to Milwaukee on Thursday. And what happens? They're not available. Well, and well you, when then you, why did we just do all this? Why, when you took him out in the eighth inning of the play of the no hitter, Craig Council said in the press conference afterward, he talked about having him right. and having his guys ready for the playoffs. And we're save. We want to save these guys. We don't want to risk any injury for the playoffs. Well, did you hear what he said about Freddie Freeman after the game? No. What's impressed me about Freddie Freeman is that he has played every game. Well, you wouldn't be playing every game if you played for Craig no, Council, you, and it wouldn't be would even. Be, it wouldn't even be up to you. <laughs> nope, you would not. That is very true. So it's like, okay, you're impressed by that. How many guys would have come to you during the season, like Coach? Need a day. Yeah. Just need a day off. I. I not don't, many. That's, not, not many. That's kind of what I not, would think. And, and typically not the stars. But but I would think Council and his staff, with the way that they manage, would say, more often than not, they're going to come to you and say, I'm giving you a day off. I want you rested. Take a day. Well, I think it's all, I think it's all pre-scheduled. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. I think, the, but, I think the schedule is made out. But even if it's not, they would have said, hey, a, you're, you're going to play tonight. We'll give you a day off tomorrow. Sure. You know, something like that. So we're, we're just doing all these things, and you and I have seen it on Thursday day games. We've seen it on Sunday afternoon games. That lineup has half of the people on it are not regular starters mm-hmm. because they're giving guys a day off. They want them rested because they're playing X amount of games in a row and they need an off day or whatever. Okay, but you're doing that to prolong their energy and their stamina and their endurance so that you get ready for a stretch run. You're playing your best baseball. You're ready to go by the time the playoffs happen. And then we don't, we're not firing on all cylinders. So basically everything that you've just done in winning the division, which is fantastic. Council said he won 95 games. That's great. But he also said in the same breath, the goals in that were bigger. We had higher aspirations. 
it didn't really seem like the team did. You well, weren't really playing like it. You weren't really playing for those higher aspirations by the when you got there. Well, I, like you just comfortable yeah. to make it to the NLDS. I'm over the we made the playoffs. I'm right. o- I'm over it. First 27 years of my life, they made it once, yep. and I was one. The last 13 years of my life, they've made it six times. Okay, you can make the playoffs. Great. You've won a couple of division titles. That's great. I appreciate what Atanasio and his people have done in turning the Brewers from basically a laughing stock into a playoff contender pretty much year in and year out for the last decade. I totally appreciate that. But it's a little bit like the Bucks last year. It's time to win, man. Bar has been raised. You got to get to a World Series. Yes. I'm not saying you got to win the title. Right. You got to get there. And you've you've found some ways to kind of screw yourself in in these last couple of postseasons, but let's get to the actual game. So, Lauer starts. I thought he was fine. I thought he gave you about what they were going to let him give you, which was 3 to 4 innings. Mm-hmm. Um, they take him out with a couple guys on. They bring in Hunter Strickland, which, okay, he gives up a couple of runs. Um, the Brewers get the lead back in the fifth on the Telez bomb, right? So yes. They're, so they're up 4-2. to two. Right. Now, there's two things that happen here. When, when Lauer got in trouble in the fourth, um, the guys in the bullpen weren't ready. No, they, they had to get ready lickety-split. So... What was what was going on there? I don't know. What what was going on there? I don't know. And then you get to the fifth inning. So the Brewers take the lead at four to two. Now he brings in Ashby, a rookie. Yes. Right. I am wondering why, if you knew that Brandon Woodruff was going to be available, which you did, and you knew that you were only going to get probably two innings max out of him. Why would you not bring him in when you took a 4-2 to two lead there, which then would allow you to set up the back end of your bullpen the way you want in considering that you would expect Woodruff to hold the lead for you? I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Instead, you bring in a rookie. He gives up a couple runs. Uh, Woodruff has to bail him out of an inning and then pitch his inning, which gets you through the seventh, but you're tied. I, I don't know. I just... That's where the, the the Craig Council pitching decisions in the playoffs in 18, 19, and this year, they're not there's the track record is not good. You can you know, you can lay out every analytic stat you want to show me. The results have not been there. Um bringing in Hayter in the eighth, I get it. The, you were facing the core of their lineup. That was if you got through that, you felt pretty good. People that are pissed off at Hater for giving up that homer. His fourth homer given up in the season. Eat shit. First, first he's not the reason. July. He's no. the be- He's one of the yep. two best players on your team. He is not why you lost that series. If you don't put him in there, you probably only see him once in the series, and then you're ragging on council for that. For so not I, using, right. I give you, yep, there's no, no argument there. But those middle innings, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, you got your starter, you got your closer. It's that middle part of the game. Unfortunately, I think on Tuesday you missed Suter because you had to bring Hauser in, and maybe you don't bring him in. Maybe you bring Suter in in the middle of that game and you have Hauser for game four. And then last night I think you really missed Devin Williams. 
You know, maybe you don't have to bring Hader in in the eighth to face those guys because you know that Devin Williams right, is, is extremely right. capable yep. of that. You can save Hader for if you get the lead. Now, now, now he right. can lock yep. it down Absolutely. for us. So there was a little bit of unluck there, but some questionable decisions. No Not doubt. according to the people I mean, that cover the team. The, well, the only decision that Council made all series that was the right one was playing Telez. Right. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, that was that's it. That turned out to be good. I mean, he what did he flirt with? He played Escobar in the second or third or se- uh, first or second game, and then he went with uh, uh, Urias mm-hmm. for the for mm-hmm. for the next two. And that, I mean, he kind of looked lost at the plate at times. Yeah, well, I they mean, all did. The whole the whole they team all did. did. I mean, top to bottom. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, big pitcher for the Brewers. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do roster-wise. I think Garcia and I think Escobar are for sure gone. Escobar, yep, they're free agents. Your boy King Blister is a free agent. Yeah, he's gone. Um, Norris, who came over from the yeah, Tigers, some didn't of those, do anything. Some of those middle relief yep. guys, they're going to shuffle through those because yep. they're just not going to pay him, and I'm fine with that for the most part. What do you do with Christian Yelich? Nothing. There's nothing you can do. Do you move him down in the lineup? Do you still pay him to do what he's doing currently to sit in the three spot? Well, that's to be determined. I, I You can't decide that on October 13th about what's going to happen next March. Okay. I just I just don't think you can. It depends on who's out, who else is on the team. It depends on his health. I'm not sure that we don't find out in a week that he goes under the knife for some kind of a back surgery. Um, so that too early to okay. say that. Fair. If you want to say they should have dropped him this series, you can have an argument. But I don't know that you can talk about that next year. But, you know, Yelich is an interesting thing because part of the reason why you were in this predicament in this series and late in the year is because the two guys that you built your squad around in Yelich and Hira, they didn't show up. No. Well, I mean, Hira, he's been been gone for most of the year. No fault of the Brewers. No. Can't blame Stearns. You can't blame Council. They just didn't show up. I mean, Yelich was bad all year. Hira got basically, you know, banished from the team for half the year. (laughs) And, you know, I think he's going to get a shot next year because I I just don't think they want to give up on him because they've they've seen the good. Yeah. And the good has been good. It's You hope it's still there. But, you know, um, you're paying a lot of money to Kane and Bradley to not give you a lot of offensive production. I would love to see them be able to move one, preferably Kane. Um, He's 35 years old. He's hurt half the year. He's making about $20 million. I get it, but I just don't think anybody's going to take that. But he's key. To me, I think he still offers you more to the team than what JBJ's given you. I mean, I, I mean, I get I, well, Jackie Bradley Jr. played more games than Lorenzo Cain did. Yeah, but, I mean, Cain. Look, <laughs> this is where you know you're a real sports fan. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was so fucking mad <laughs> at Atlanta's manager for pitching to Cain in the fourth inning. You got two on second and third. You got. I don't know. I think nobody out, maybe one out. You got Lorenzo Kane up and you got Lauer on deck. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you, you Why you, you in the world that. would you not walk Kane to force Council to make the same decision 
that he had to made, make made the day Peralta. before with Peralta. Yeah. Instead, they pitched to Lorenzo Cain, who, gee, I don't know, he's only been the MVP of an LCS, has a World Series, and pretty much every time the Brewers have needed a clutch hit in a big spot late in the year the last couple of years, he's got one. But they pitched to him. And I'm just like, it was one of those things where I was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, do you ever watch a game and something so stupid happens <laughs> that it benefits the team you're rooting for, right. but it still pisses you off right. as a fan? Like you're an idiot. That yeah. was yesterday for me. Okay. But... Whatever, Kane Bradley. I don't want both of them back. Okay, That's you can't fair. be paying twenty five to thirty million dollars for that kind of offensive production. Great in the field, I get it. Save runs and all that, but that's a big hole in the lineup. So, you know, your infield: Wong, Adamus, Urias, not going anywhere. Yelich ain't going anywhere. I believe Narvaez is around for a little bit longer. Pin is a free agent. I think, and, and, and again, back to the game. Why are why are we on our third string catcher in an elimination game? Why is Luke Maley playing? I don't know. Why are you double switching all the time? Those double. And then you get to the nice. point in the eighth inning where you, you need- got you got Hater coming up for like that was a mess. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, I wanted to ask you though, what is up in Wisconsin with whether it's you know, Wildy and and Nagler and Silverstein well, with the Packers, or Nagler a real or Mike Heller and Patricus with the Badgers, or Hardricourt with the Brewers. What is with this defense from the local media of these teams and these programs? It's almost to the point where I feel like these reporters are on the payroll <laughs> of the teams they're covering. What is up with that? It's very odd to me seeing a lot of the pro-coach, pro-general manager stats and the, I'm not going to say puff pieces, but more of the um, the softer side of, of the takes because it seems like when you go to different markets, the first thing you read about is something that is critically analyzed and questioning the decisions or the um, rationale of one of the people in charge. Or saying, well, you might want to take a look at this player because I'm not really sure that's what we're doing. It doesn't seem like we ever have any of that. No. In any of the teams from any of the guys that you just mentioned. No. Is it is it a matter of access I think there's probably a degree where people are afraid that they are not going to be given, which I think professionally, I don't think that would ever be allowed. Colleges have tried it. I mean, Dion tried to do that to a kid at Jackson State, and they they banned student newspapers and doing stuff. I'm not sure that they're going to do that anymore, but I think there's probably maybe in the back of their mind a legitimate fear is like, well, this guy's not going to like us for saying bad things. Maybe it's... Maybe it's appeasement. Yeah, well, and, I, and I'm not... I don't know. I, I'm not saying I want, like, you know, a Dan Shaughnessy, Bar- right. Boston Globe article where, where, where he's, just, yeah. he's just taking a player and ripping him one way from... You know, yeah. I'm not saying I want that. But, like, yesterday and the day before on Harder Court's Twitter when people were questioning things, and I, and I think pretty reasonable, a lot of the things that we talked about here today, and it's just constant... You don't know what you're talking about, poo-pooing, 
of the opinion of people that, you know, if you're like me, I figure you probably watch 130 to 150 Brewer games a year. You know the team. I'm not saying I'm smarter than the manager, but I know the team. I know baseball a little bit, and I'm seeing things going, well, I think it's reasonable to ask why. And it just seems like in a lot of cases, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, your boy, Wildy, he might as well have a giant G tattooed on his forehead. Which is funny you say that because he constantly says that he is not a fan of the team. Okay. And if you ever hear, like, if you ever listen to um, um, uh, press conferences and and listen to the guys who ask questions, and I can pick out Jason's voice just like I can pick up Damaski's. I don't know anybody else. It seems like Jason asks more pointed, questioning uh, inquiries than anybody else. He asks fewer softball lob tosses just to get the soundbite. Because there are times more often than not, I think, that in those situations, players and coaches kind of like, they react adversely to to his... We saw it with Council uh, the last week of the season when he kind of... I don't know who asked him the question, but he kind of bit back like... You know, like, we're getting ready for the playoffs. Right. If you guys want to talk about how bad we played this last week, we just won the division. I mean, you guys can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Right. But, you know, we just did this. And I was well, like, well, well, sorry, sorry, your highness. Right. I you, think it's I didn't fair know that to you're unable to be questioned. Question, if you want to defend on the way you've played for the last week and say, it doesn't really matter in our estimation that we haven't played up to expectations the last week because we won the championship and we're still going to the playoffs, then go with that answer. It's just not acceptable yeah. to my ears. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I don't know. That's, I mean, that's that's a really good question because it doesn't seem like, and I haven't followed as closely maybe as you have some of the Brewers stuff um, for, for some of their people, but I can't really remember any of the guys, uh, Rosiak, you know, McAlvey or, or, or Hardricourt, really disagreeing and coming out and saying, that's the wrong. Well, Hardercourt had no problem taking Braun to task and making comments for several years about his transgression. So, did he get did he get smacked down by somebody and told? I don't know, but he's very very defensive of the team. Maybe and, the editors and, have told their people like nothing hey. is as bad as is going is being in Madison and listening to these people just kneel at the altar of Saint Barry. <laughs> I mean. Greg Gard, Paul Christ, Barry, they they will never be questioned in the city of Madison by the media. Tom Oates, Mike Keller, Jeff Patricus, it just ain't going to happen. So, right. I, and again, I'm not saying you need to be going after Graham Mertz for his crap play. You need to be going after Paul Christ about what's going on with these assistants. Why does your special team suck every year? What's up with your play calling? But we don't hear that stuff. So Well, and... If we don't, they're not going to print anything when Chris just refuses to f- flatly answer the question. Well, which I mean, he's refused to do out of on any number of questions. Can but only get away with that for so long. As a journalist, you have to keep asking, right. and sooner or later, you say re- repeated inquiries about why whatever have been not addressed by the coaching staff. Right. So they right. clearly don't want to discuss it because exactly. it's a sore subject. Um, you, we, we can wrap up the baseball. Yeah, I know, well, I, I know the we're la- getting late. The so. last thing is about Stearns. There's been a lot of rumblings that... Names been mentioned a lot. Yeah, the Mets are going to go after him and some other teams. And, you know, Atanasio has been very adamant. Stearns is under contract and yada, 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 and they want to keep him. But, you know, I think if you're David Stearns, at some point, do you do you look at this team and franchise and go, 
I think we've gone as far as we can go here. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think that remains to be seen. Do you wait and do you do you pull a Ted Thompson and say, "Well, we're going to cash out on this early before it has a chance to go south on us," in the hope that we can keep the level at where it is? Or do we wait until we you mean cash out on like players? No, no, no. I mean, like if for like the Brewers, I'm I'm sorry, bad example. Just I'm talking about the philo- philosophical approach of do we make a change now because we think this is as good as it's going to get, mm. or do we wait until we make sure of that and we take a step down before we try to get back up? You know what I'm saying? Well, short of the Brewers winning a World Series, I'm not sure his stock will ever be higher. Okay. I mean, four straight playoff appearances out of the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Brewers. That's, you know, that's never been done. Right. So, so, his, so somebody comes calling, Mark just well, says. And the Mets have an opening. And he's a, fun. He, he grew up a Mets fan. We'll he's a New York somebody. guy. Okay. So, like, all the pieces fit. I'm not saying I think he's going to go, but, you know. He rose in the Brewers front office, and they've kind of given him carte blanche they to have. do whatever he wants. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know whether you're going to get that in New York. Maybe you'll find, uh, you know. <laughs> Answering questions for the Milwaukee media ain't like answering questions to the New York media. No. They are going to be ruthless you, and tear you, your ass apart. You, you don't get to sit next to Devin Williams in, in <laughs> New York and say, we're really sad for Devin. Pat him on the we back. Feel It'll bad. be okay, He made a son. mistake. That's right. No, no, no. No. no, no. Can't do they, that. They want their pound of flesh. Right. And maybe maybe certain guys don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe like college coaches that are just fine staying in the Midwest and not going out to the big dogs somewhere or a Power 5 conference like I don't want to deal with that shit. Right. You know, no right. way. So, I don't know. Um, as far as the other series, um, 2-2 for the Giants and the Dodgers. They'll mm-hmm. play on Thursday, winner with the Braves. White Sox also got eliminated. Uh, Astros beat the tar out of them. And then the, the Red Sox. Yeah, kind of surprising. the Rays, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so. Houston-Boston, I mean, the two teams that last year had to fire their managers because of cheating. <laughs> How'd that work? Well, how the Boston the, rehired their manager. How, and, how, how did the how did the penalties work out for those guys? Really taught them a lesson, didn't you? It sucks too because like normally I am a hundred percent rooting for Houston. I'm never cheering for a Boston team. I like Dusty Baker. I'd love to see him manage a world championship team. He's been such a good manager but and has so many good teams. But you can't cheer for Houston. You just can't. I don't mind Boston that much. Um, and right now, looking at this matchup, 100% Red Sox. Yeah, not, I, I'm, it's, it's not even a little bit of me that casual just, observer for me. Okay. That, that, that that's series, fair. Yeah, um, but I'm now I'm 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 all in on the Braves. I'm pulling for Atlanta. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I had so much distaste for them back in the I 90s when, when they were really good. Oh, I loved them. Really? Oh yeah. Maybe it also goes back to one of my one of my college buddy friends that was in on the radio station who grew up a child of the 90s and likes the Lakers. <laughs> the Cowboys and the Braves and the Braves. Well, so he's so, a front runner, right? Yeah, and cool. so he, you know, he lives in Milwaukee and he normally goes to a lot of Brewers. Let me games, guess, but he was. Let me guess, and Michael Jordan's his favorite athlete. Yeah, it's one of those guys. Oh wow, way to way to go out on a limb. There might be some of that going on. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see about uh, how the rest of the how, how the NLCS lines up after uh, the game in San Francisco on Thursday. Um, Quick, uh, some quick NBA yeah, notes. Well, I know the Bucks play tonight in Houston or uh, in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. So for some exhibition, are we a week away from their first? A week, uh, less than a week. They play okay. Tuesday. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll we'll do the seventy fifth team. Okay. I, maybe I'll even do that separately on my own. Okay. But um, just a couple quick things. Uh, ben Simmons has ended his yeah his holdout 
he went from being willing to sit out the season to realizing that if he did that, he didn't get paid to now he's back in Philly. Um, taking his physical and his COVID test to see when he can practice. So Almighty dollar. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Honestly, I think basketball-wise, it's not going to be that big a deal. Um, I think every time he walks out of the tunnel to a home game in Philadelphia, his ass is going to get torn up because <laughs> Philly don't forget. So that'll be fun to watch. And then the other big news is uh, Brooklyn has banished Kyrie. Um, they, you know, it was talked about where he was only going to be able to play road games and practice on the road. Then New York, they, they convinced New York to deem their facility an office structure as opposed to a quote unquote indoor gym. So he was going to be allowed to practice, like rezoning or but something. the Nets finally did what I think is the right thing and are basically just saying, just get the fuck out of here. Go away. Yeah. We're, we got a season to prepare for. We're not dealing we're, with all we're this not, shit. We're not deal- yep. we, we put up with a lot of your bullshit last year and the year before, and um, we have Kevin Durant and James Harden. So, you know, if you're here, great. It would, it'll make us better and make winning a title easier. But if you're not here, we still think we can win the title because we have Kevin Durant and James Harden. Um, it was funny today it came out where he his people have now – he originally said – couple weeks ago at media day that it was a private issue and everybody needed to respect his privacy as to why he's not getting the vaccine. Then it came out today that the reason why he he's not actually anti-vaccine, he's anti-vaccine mandate. And he's upset at all the people that have lost their jobs because of the mandate. And he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. But yet, we're not hearing from him, and if he wanted to be a voice, he should probably play basketball because after most games, they stick microphones in your face, and then you can talk about stuff. How many people are going to be sticking microphones no in one. his face when he's not playing? No one. No one. So uh, Funny how that works. Funny how that works. So, yeah, never a dull moment in the NBA. There's always a soap opera somewhere with, with one of these superstars. It just no never world. fails. But... Um, I'm just anxious to watch the Bucks because, like I've said yeah. before, I think they're going to be really good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. So we're that next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a fair amount of Bucks. We had just had some programming slots open up on the radio. Well, how about that with the uh, Brewers season? Thanks, Craig. They... Thanks, Craig. <laughs> so we'll be airing a fair amount of Bucks games on uh, on our radio station. So we're we're kind of jazzed about that. I haven't heard. The new guy, but he's going to get no, his first, I haven't either. first taste of his radio at the regular season opener. So yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if, and they're at home, so I don't know yep. if Krause's going to be with him. I have, I don't know. That's I've, a good question. I have no idea about anything. Dennis but has I'm, been doing, yeah, you know, anal- being the analyst with Ted for a long yep. time. Hasn't done any road games, but it's a, it's a home start. They'll do the banner and the jur- and the rings and all that, um, and then we'll see about uh, how they do. With the opener against Brooklyn, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, almost a uh, an hour and a half uh, on the books in this one, and uh, yeah, we'll get into that 75th anniversary. I, I see your list. I going struggled. On. Okay. I had to put a little thought into this. So, I have. I'm not going to be working, and I hope nobody from the Badger Press Corps Communications Department listens to this podcast. I'm going to have my laptop up and watching the game 
at Camp Randall on Saturday for Army. I'm not going to work like actually Lauren is going to do some stuff for Pro mm. Football Focus. I started to rewatch some of the Marvel movies in the chronological order. I mm. think I think I'm getting my rankings. Well, you can't watch the movie while you're at the game. No, but I'm going to start my I'm going to start <laughs> okay. my rankings. All right, I might that's be fair. that that might be the work. I got to find mine. That, that I, I do. I, that mine was, are laying around here. I somewhere. thought about that episode the other day, and I was like, "That's a that was such a great list that you came out with. I really need to get on." I knew you were just so, so mad that you weren't ready for it. I love. Oh, this. I wasn't mad. I was excited. <laughs> I was excited. You were salty. You wish you had a list. Well, now I yes, yes. I wish I had a list. So we'll see what. <laughs> We'll see if Army's triple option is really, really exciting to watch or I'm concentrating on my Marvel movies. All right, that is the intentional foul for this week. We will do it again for you next week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing. And if you haven't, please do and ask somebody to do it. Let's build up our audience. We would appreciate that. So until next week, I'm Josh. Dan. We will talk to you next time.